The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out CybionicsCGM.com. This is the Insulone Podcast, where I, Owen Costello, try to redefine diabetes. In this week's episode, if you convince yourself that you can't do something because of your diabetes, you're not going to do it because you've already convinced yourself that you can't. If you say to yourself, I'd love to do this thing, you're going to be in a more problem-solving state. But before we get into that, everything you hear on the Insulone podcast is from my own personal experience. And if you have any worries or issues regarding your diabetes, please contact a medical professional. Now, let's get stuck into this episode. Okay, we're back. You've had a week to sit on the previous six lessons that I went through from my 12 years of living with type 1 diabetes up to this point. If you didn't listen to the previous episode, please go back and listen to it before you listen to this episode because basically I'm outlining in depth 12 lessons that I've learned from my 12 years with diabetes, but because I'm kind of touching on things in a bit more detail, kind of more than I had anticipated, (laughs) the episode was slightly longer than 10 minutes. I think it was like 25. So listen to the first six before you listen to this one. If you have already listened to the first six, welcome back. I'm going to jump into number seven straight away. So I don't need to give this episode context. You know what it's about. All right. So number seven. The more you know about your diabetes, the easier it will be. Consume as much information as possible, any chance you get. Little tips, tricks, strategies, and ideas go an unexpected, unexpectedly long way with your management. The more confidence you have with your diabetes, the more understanding you have with your diabetes, the more clarity you have around your insulin, around your food, around your sleep, around your exercise around your stress, around your hormones. Inevitably, the easier, not easy, but the easier it is to manage your condition, the more predictable it is, the more proactive you are, the less reactive you become. And what, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read out a post from a current member of our Type 1% program called Tom because he, he's been living with diabetes for 35 years and he joined us a little under a year ago. So as you would imagine, as you would assume, 
if you live with something for 30, 34, 35 years, you would imagine you kind of become an expert at it. And Tom is somebody who, like, he's just an unbelievable person. He works full-time, has young kids, wife, travels, runs marathons for fun, right? (laughs) And Tom was almost under the impression that I've had it for so long, I kind of should know everything. And he, he knew a lot, and he does know a lot. But he put a post into our community group earlier last week and I want to read it out to you because for me this perfectly outlined and again this isn't just to say oh my program's amazing this just is a perfect example my program is amazing (laughs) but this is just an example of how the more you know the easier it is to manage your diabetes right the more you know about anything for the most part the easier it is to manage that thing so let me just find this post that Tom put up and I want to read it out to you So again, this is Tom, 30 plus, 35 plus years with diabetes. So he's entitled it Freedom. And he has a little mountain emoji and a snowboard man emoji, right? So he posted into our group, quick celebratory one from me, just on my way back home after a week snowboarding in Bulgaria, highly recommended. Have been riding pretty hard, eating more carbs than I or anyone could count and drinking a fair bit more than usual, By keeping mindful and estimating well, I've had a time and range for the week of 88% and in brackets, and that's including a day of low time and range due to end of sensor failed life. As we've all been saying to welcome new folks, so anybody who joins our program, we obviously welcome into the community. So he's at, Tom says, as we've all been saying to welcome new folks, I never thought that would be possible a year ago. In the most routine and predictable of weeks, let alone a week in the mountains having an absolute blast. When I joined, I was regularly in the 60s and low 70s time and range, and my quote-unquote blue sky dream goal was 85% time and range-ish in brackets. At that time, I simply couldn't imagine that was possible. He goes on to say, made me reflect. I think one of the best things about this program, ingraining good habits and lots of knowledge, is that it sets you free. Plus, I hit 50 kilometers per hour a few times and didn't really have a painful fall. (laughs) Hot tip, get yourself a partner who books you a trip like this as your 40th birthday present. So, the last point obviously wasn't too relevant, (laughs) right? But basically, that is a perfect example of Like I said in the previous episode, it's irrelevant how long you've been living with your your diabetes. It's irrelevant how you've managed it. It's irrelevant how potentially difficult it has been. There's always a time to change it. And the more that we know, the easier it will be. The more that we know, the more that we have in our toolbox to essentially face challenges or issues or setbacks with our type 1 diabetes. Number eight. The insulin that you take, the food that you eat, and the exercise you do will all complement and influence each other. They're rarely separate. So let me say that again. The insulin you take, the food you eat, and the exercise you do will all complement and influence each other. They're rarely separate. So for me, this comes from the fact that the exercise I do, the food that I eat, and the insulin that I take are usually impacting each other. 
they're usually influencing each other. And I view my blood sugar almost kind of like a, a constant continuation of itself, meaning what I've done two hours ago is probably influencing how my blood sugar is right now. And potentially what I'm doing right now can influence how my blood sugar responds in an hour or two. Or the exercise that I've done this week is now impacting the insulin sensitivity or the energy that I have right now. Same with food. So because all of these things can change and influence each other, again, it's important the more we know about them, the easier it is to manage. So if I know that I'm going out for a run in an hour's time, but I'm also having lunch right now that requires insulin. The fact that I'm going for a run in an hour will influence how much insulin I need to take for that meal. Because if I was to sit down and eat whatever that meal is, let's say it's chicken and rice, something very exciting, right? So let's say I'm sitting down to chicken and rice. If I'm sitting down to chicken and rice and I know for the next two, three, four hours, all I'm going to be doing is sitting down watching TV or working on my laptop or computer or whatever, I know how much insulin to take, X amount. Even though, in another instance, even though I'm eating the exact same meal, same chicken and rice, but instead over the next one, two, three hours, I'm going for a run, I'm not watching TV or I'm not working or I'm not sitting at the computer. I'm going for a run instead. That impacts how much insulin I need. Because I know inevitably, if I was to take the same amount of insulin for the meal as if I was watching TV, that I did, or as I did, if I was going for a run, it would suddenly become too much insulin. Because the run is going to pull my bloods down and the run essentially is going to exaggerate the impact that that insulin has on my blood sugar. So understanding that the food you eat, the exercise you do, and the insulin that you take, they will all influence each other to a certain extent. So being aware of it, firstly, is an important tool. Number nine, we hear a lot about limiting beliefs. That couldn't be any more relevant to diabetes. Whether you believe your diabetes will stop you from doing something or you believe it won't stop you from doing something, you're right with both. This kind of touches on the relationship that you have with your diabetes. If you convince yourself that you can't do something because of your diabetes, you're not going to do it because you've already convinced yourself that you can't. If you say to yourself, I'd love to do this thing, but diabetes is probably going to make it more difficult. You're going to be in a more problem-solving state as opposed to you've already made the decision and you've convinced yourself that you just can't do it, so you're not going to try. You're not going to look at potential solutions. You're not going to start problem-solving because you've already said, I can't do it. So if you believe that you can't do something because of your diabetes, you're right. You won't, and you can't. But on the flip side of that, if you believe that your diabetes won't stop you from doing something, it won't. Because you'll look at how can I do it? 
And it's really important that you do that. Again, I think I touched on it in the first episode or the, the previous episode. I've literally spoken to people that live with diabetes who have climbed Mount Everest, who have scuba dived, who have flown planes across the Atlantic, who have ran marathons, who have swam essentially marathons, not the same distance, but marathon swims, who've cycled across America, who've set up multiple businesses, who have moved across the world. Despite living with type 1 diabetes, do not allow yourself to convince yourself that you can't do something because of your diabetes. Yes, it will likely require more planning, but you'll be able to do it. I almost guarantee it. Okay, let's keep it moving here. Number 10. If you've been told or led to believe that you can't consistently train, run long long distances, do endurance events, build muscle, lose body fat, or simply become healthier than you've ever been despite your diabetes, that is not true. And I think I kind of went through this in a similar way in point nine, essentially giving you examples of how other people have done unbelievable things. And it doesn't mean that you need to climb Mount Everest. It doesn't mean that you need to run a marathon. It doesn't mean that you need to step on a bodybuilding stage, but it's proof that it can be done. So if you've been told by a parent, if you've been told by a doctor, by a nurse, by a colleague, by yourself, if you have convinced yourself of it, Pay no attention to it because it's been done before. And you can do these things despite living with diabetes. It just requires a bit more planning and a bit more under a bit more of a detailed understanding of how your body may react to things. Number 11, consistently dwelling on the negative won't change the fact that you have diabetes. You owe it to yourself to avoid fixating on the downsides. I'm not going to stand here and pretend like diabetes is a fantastic condition to live with. It's not. And I am somebody who I would describe myself as realistically optimistic. And what I mean by that is I don't pretend things are really great all the time because things aren't really great all the time and I will acknowledge if something is difficult I will acknowledge if something is challenging I will acknowledge if something is even upsetting at times but for me it's really important that I try to focus more on the the potential positive aspects of my diabetes as opposed to dwelling too much on the negative aspects of it because If you live with type 1 diabetes, you're fully aware of the fact that there are plenty of negatives that that are involved, that come about with your life with type 1 diabetes, almost nearly on a daily basis. Highs, lows, fatigue, stress, overwhelm, burnout, all these different things, all that good stuff. I'm not going to pretend like it doesn't happen because it does from time to time. But 
being realistically positive again for me means that i'm acknowledging these challenging things but i'm not focusing on them i'm focusing or putting more of my attention towards the positives and what i can actually do about something to make it better if it's in my control and the way i always look at it and you may have heard me say this before but how you think about your diabetes doesn't change the fact that you have it if I complain and I, I moan and I hate my diabetes and it's the worst thing in my life and it's, it's something that I, I want to change more than anything in the world, that doesn't change the fact that I have it. I still have it, unfortunately. And then the flip side of that is if, if I love my diabetes... And it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. It's not. But if I, if I felt that way, I still have it. So how you view it doesn't change the fact that you physically have the condition. But, and listen to this, this is the most important part, how you view it changes how you live with it. Because if I'm constantly focusing on the negative, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to do this? Why does this thing occur? Oh, for God's sake, I have to do this thing again. If I'm constantly focusing on the negative, that impacts how I live with my condition, which inevitably will impact my life. Whereas if I look at it in a more positive light and I try to highlight the fact that, okay, look, it's not ideal because it's not, but maybe I am more conscious of my health now. Maybe I am trying to be more active than I would have been potentially. Maybe I am paying more attention to the food that I eat. Maybe I am drinking less alcohol. Maybe I do appreciate my health more than I would have if I didn't have it. So again, how you view your diabetes doesn't change the fact that you have it physically, but how you view it can significantly and drastically and dramatically change how you live with it and how you live with it changes your life. Number 12, this is my favorite thing to say and to think. And I can proudly say this is my quote that I didn't steal from anybody else. This is my one, right? And I post about this a lot. Number 12, diabetes should be your reason to do something, not your excuse to avoid it. Diabetes should be the reason you do something, not an excuse to avoid it. And I think I don't even want to go into detail about that because your perception of what that quote means to you may be different to how it means for me. So I don't even want to go into depth around it. But I can assume that you kind of know what I mean. So I don't want to go into detail about it. Again, I'm going to repeat it because I want you to live by it. Diabetes should be your reason to do something, not an excuse to avoid it. Number 12. There we go. 12 lessons. As I said, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, please do so. And if there are any lessons that you would add or any lessons that you feel other listeners would benefit from, 
that we can reshare on the podcast, please let us know. Email the podcast at theinsalonepodcast at gmail.com. Any stories, insights, ideas, thoughts, etc. We always love to hear them. I have an alarm going off on my phone. Perfect time for my alarm to go off on this podcast. So that timer that has just gone off is a timer that I set 60 minutes ago to take insulin right now because I had, that's actually such a perfect time for that alarm to go off. Right? So an hour ago, I finished eating two bagels, tuna, hot sauce, and mayonnaise. Bit of a random meal. It was really good. So my dog's barking in the background also. So what I did before I ate the bagels was I obviously carb counted, took my insulin, set a timer for my pre-bolus, took the insulin, set the timer. When the timer went off, I ate the bagels. Now, I'm not going to go into a massive amount of depth here or detail because it's not really in line with the topic of the podcast. We have spoken about these things before and we will continue to speak about them in the future. But when I finished the bagels, I set a timer for 60 minutes so that I could take an additional dose of insulin 60 minutes later, which is right now this moment, to counteract the delayed spike from the bagels, from the fat, from the protein that I'm expecting to see after about an hour and 30 minutes. But the reason that I take it about 60 minutes after is so that essentially it's like a pre-bolus for my delayed spike that I'm expecting. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm taking two additional units of insulin right now, an hour after my meal to counteract the expected spike from the fat and the protein. So there you go. Again, like I said, a perfect time for that alarm to go off. So 12 lessons. Hope you enjoyed them. Hope you got a lot of value from them. If any of them stand out to you the most and any of them are a real kind of light bulb moment for you, we'd love to hear it. Please let us know. Don't be afraid to reach out. We do not bite. Don't hesitate to reach out. We do not bite. We love hearing from people who listen to the podcast. And as always, we really appreciate you listening to the podcast. There are, I would imagine hundreds of thousands of podcasts you could be listening to right now and the fact that you are listening to me speak about my diabetes into this microphone is a pleasure and an honor so we appreciate it as always have a great week look after yourself look after your blood sugars and we will chat to you soon take it easy